Welcome to Sonderlings, integrating Troika system. Let the bio ride begin. Hey folks, welcome back to Sonderlings. I'm Danny, joining me as always, Carly, DB, and Jacob. Hi. We are recording another episode tonight, and it's going to get weird. We left off... Oh, man. There was a whole lot of conversation and then sitting in one place that happened in the last episode. I think it was amazing. But there wasn't, like, tons of big climactic events like the episode before where they killed the dragon. Um, <laughs> this past episode, they did, in fact, meet Gulia's family member, Guselin. And had an interesting run-in with them. And are now slowly heading back towards what they believe is the direction of the bar. Which is the bar, both literal and, like, business style, that's just in the middle of the wild, uncharted areas of the spheres. So, that's where we are. Um, hopefully, we're going to do some fun stuff tonight. If you can, just a quick reminder... Hit that like button, hit subscribe, hit the bell, comment, show us some love, talk to us. And then also, maybe go check out our Instagram, at Sonderlings Podcast, or the Twitter, run by me, at Sonderlings Pod. Uh, you can find all of our individual handles below us for Instagram. Other than that, we're going to jump into the episode and see what happens... And maybe take a second to comment on Carly's fantastic backdrop. What you got going on uh, there, Swamp Witch? Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, well, you know, I'm I'm back in the I'm back in the swamp. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the last few weeks, listeners, um, for those of you who don't necessarily watch us on YouTube but are tuning in on one of the audio-based listening platforms, um, you may not have noticed. Everyone else that watches us on video probably has. My backdrops have been changing uh, pretty consistently. I'm not always at home. Um, and also moved in the last uh, couple of weeks. So uh, hopefully this setup will work really well, but a heads up if we have any ha had any weird sound stuff going on in the back end or if there is anything wonky today, we are working on it. Thank you for sticking around. I apologize if I've sounded really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all of us always sound really weird, so it's fine. Yeah, not for the pith voice, but specifically if I'm echoey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so speaking of pith... Uh, Pith just met Gooselin, and you've, what are the other big notes? Oh, you have a new, uh, you have a new masthead, not masthead, you have a new, uh, dragon head on the prow of your golden sailed barge. Word. I that remember has that. been shrunk on there. As well as, to... don't we have a little vial of, uh, dragon blood? I believe this does. Nimbus Chill. saved a vial of dragon blood. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we have that around. Uh, yeah, I that's believe a there's thing still happens. spork, but I think that's been licked clean at this point. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. No more dragon blood on, blood on that. But <laughs> we only have one spork, and we had to clean it. You know, we were, had to use yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I think we're gonna jump into kind of just what's happening in general. You are floating through the creamy gelatinous abyss between <laughs> spheres. It's weird, it's wonky, you've never been here, you're pretty sure that, like, maybe no one else has ever actually sailed through this exact part of the humpbacked sky before. Cool. It's a, it's a bit of a surreal feeling. And there's not much around you, but 
right towards the end of the last episode, there was mention of some cartography. And so I want to jump back in with that and talk about what you're trying to do with that. Nimbus, you said that you grabbed the cartographer's tools and that you were going to be using them. And then you, I believe, failed the check. You did fail the check. And then, because we had to tell you to still mark a tick next to it, because you can still try to test skills even if you fail them. Right. So what would you be doing with those cartographer's tools? Like, what's what's your purpose of, are you just picking them up and seeing if you can use them? Are you trying to do something specific? What's going on? Um, yeah, I'd say I'm trying to just figure out where exactly we are. And I probably have no idea what I'm looking at mm-hmm. as far as the tools are concerned. So I'd say if there's more than one, I'm trying to line them up and, like, look through them towards what are they by the way is, is it like common tools or are they just like weird esoteric shapes so it would be sort of like for lack of concrete examples it would be think weird science fantasy versions of like an actual compass and like protractors like and calipers and a sextant and an astrolabe and all of these things Okay. So there would be a, a whole kit and caboodle of that. And word. So I can play this honestly because I only know about half of the things that you said. Awesome. So uh <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> I'm definitely holding them up to the stars and trying to figure out which end to look through them, you know, things like that. You're yeah. holding that upside down. But, yeah, I actually bite right. the compass. I actually bite the compass because I think it might be made of real gold, but then it just like some of the gilding comes off in my tooth and I keep trying to yeah. Like, have yeah. you guys ever seen these things before? I don't, I have no idea what I'm doing. What, what is this? I think what's true, there's north and true north, right? And they're at opposite ends. What is it? So, uh, so Pith, Pith uh, steps up from, uh, I imagine, what is left of the puddle of dragon blood on the. On no, there's nothing fish. left. You licked it all up. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Good. good. You were it's, like it's tongue on the deck, <laughs> lapping it up. It's, it's been fully cleaned up at this point. Yeah, so now that absolutely. the now that there's no blood remaining, and I see my friend is having some difficulties, um, I pull myself up from the ground and walk on over, um, kind of putting my hand out, and I say, "Well, listen, all right. the uh, The real key to navigate in these waters is uh, following your heart, buddy." And I, I I take it and I kind of hold it up and try to give it a gander. Um, I do not have uh, a skill in um, Golden Burge pot, but I will attempt to do a little rolly roll. Yeah. See if I can figure it out. <laughs> All right, so I got a three. My total skill is a five. And I it was roll under, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So you're 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 doing things. Um, what exactly are you trying to do? I'm basically trying to figure out how to utilize this along with the map to try to start navigating us in the direction of the bar. Okay, cool. So taking a gander at it, trying to actually see if I can figure out the way that it, it would work, like this this compass mm-hmm. cartography tool bit. Yeah. See if I can figure out how to use it with the map to start, like, navigating the ship at all. Having yeah. been on it, and, you know, looked for my love in the past, at least once. So this would be, just for everybody that is going to be testing skills in the future, this is astrology, which is okay. using... This sort of thing. The the cartographer's tools are just kind of giving you a leg up in that. So mm-hmm. you're... And 
this it doesn't make much sense that you're able to do this because really it doesn't make much sense but you know that you are on the way to the bar uh you you kind of intuit that you're on the way to the bar and you've picked up these like little clues and been like oh yeah this would make sense so one thing that you're you've been tasked with is mapping you know the the unexplored reaches of the spheres in the humpbacked sky and so this is going to give you the ability to kind of at least add this like hey there's nothing here to your relative t- position to the bar so you will know like all right this place we've already been there so you don't necessarily have to like sit down and draw it at this moment but it will be happening I had a I had this cool idea that like the skill check could be a thing where we were all kind of around this table tinkering with these pieces and they kind of look like they go together but some of them don't and then uh pith like connects something and it's almost like things like click into place and I was imagining that it would be this uh you know like holograms and movies and TV shows and stuff it'll do like a little and then it does like the slow rotating kind of uh view yeah. I was imagining that but like um these cartographers tools only have like the well-established stuff. So like the hologram has like our ship in the middle or like, you know, us. And then it has like, you know, half a dozen well-known spheres, but then everything else is blank. But if we look out, we can see like other things. So we could like start to map it and like realize it on the hologram. Interesting. I actually really like that idea. So let's go ahead and say that that's how things are happening and not what I said. Because I like (laughs) that more. So... Just um, sh- retcon, retcon that, retcon. Retcon. Speaking of retcon, <laughs> I just looked. I actually have an astrology skill now because I'm now a thaumaturge oh. and not a thaumaturge. Oh, oh wow! So I you. feel like as I passed it off to Pith, I was like, "Wait a second." <laughs> once, once you heard the pieces click, you went, "Oh, of course, that's how that." Yeah, that's that's about. exactly. <laughs> teamwork. I actually have a tattoo baby. of that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, nice. All right, so um, while you know that we're starting to move in the right direction, I can kind of sense that. I turn back to our our friends, uh, or, and I, I pass off the tools, and I I gather maybe some bits of paper, or whatever was left for the actual mapping portion, since they asked us to do that. Uh, and I go to kind of find a cozy spot on the deck to start actually trying to sketch out some of the things that were passing by. Um, uh, as I'm trying to get settled, I also I'm racking my brain to see if I can recall us having any sort of makings for something like tea. One might say, you know, brewing some tea to drink while I sit on top of this top of the ship and do some sketching. I do have an etiquette skill, so I I want to start flexing my tea pours. So <laughs> while you're rummaging for tea adjacent paraphernalia, yeah. You notice that you still have in your bag the anti-sunflower seed and the slake. I do, And they have been left neglected for quite some time. Yes. Um, Uh, And you don't find any tea things. Oh, that's horrible. (laughs) Okay, so uh, the anti-sunflower seed. empty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, stop. That's one. Oh, tragic. That's 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 a strike. strike. You've only got two more this episode. Uh, Yeah, so... I know that the anti-sunflower seed is only supposed to bloom in complete darkness. So now that we're getting farther away from protection, um, I make a little mental note to maybe stick that someplace down uh, 
away from anything in case we get close to any spheres that project into the light again, maybe someplace down below deck uh, would be a good place to set that to see if we can get it growing or something. Uh, maybe in some of that goo and dirt, but that's not my top priority. I do, however, recall that that slake uh, is is alive to some degree, and I probably should be feeding. So uh, <laughs> I I slide that out of my bag uh, and bring it down into the beneath area of the ship where I was looking for tea. Is there a room of stuff that doesn't seem super important? So you have the fourth <laughs> room. So you have the fourth room on this ship that is okay. It is kind of for storagey things. It's not, you know, there's nothing really happening in there. Probably some of your extra stuff is in there. Yeah. But yes, you can engage in shenanigans in there. I guess. I feel like Nimbus already said that he had he'd stuck a bunch of his stuff in there. He did. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Like you'd just be um, threatening like your your companions' okay. possessions. It's so no. I, it's like a bunch of like a uh, way too much like old fancy clothes and socks that I'm probably not even interested in anymore anyway. So are there like is there like an empty barrel around somewhere? Um, roll a d6, and if you get uh, you're looking for four ups, so four or higher. I got a one. <laughs> there is no barrel. I, I can roll against my luck and see if I've got one tucked in my coat. <laughs> no, it says small. Yeah. Oh, yeah, does it small. say small? Oh, okay. Small. Wow. It'd have to be like a vial or something. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this this slake, uh, I, I guess I go into one of these back rooms and uh, close the door behind me okay. and think for a moment. And I, I pull out. One of my provisions, and I know that a slake sometimes can be, uh, from what I understand, can be a bit picky with what it wants and won't always eat what I want to feed it. Uh, but I do attempt to open the stopper and yeah. put a bit of a provision inside and see what happens. Kind of like shake it around, see if it's still moving like an earthworm okay, inside. Okay, so <laughs> you open the stopper still and, alive um, in there, buddy. and immediately the slake scurries out onto your arm. And just kind of sits ah! there, perched up, <laughs> looking intently at you with no eyes, but you can tell. Think like Flubber okay. from okay. the movie Flubber. Yeah. That's basically the slake, just black and inky. And so it, like, scurries out and just kind of, like, perches up meerkat style, staring at you. And <laughs> what are you going to try to feed it? Because well, af fun after fact, yelping... <laughs> Fun fact, listeners, I've created an entire table of what happens when Carly feeds it things. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's it, it's okay. it's a two page word document. So this is fun. OK, okay. Yep. sorry for the work, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I was, so uh, after letting out a, a big yelp at this terrifying, creepy thing uh, sliding up my arm, I was really hoping it would stay in the vial when I uncapped it, obviously. Right. I wasn't. <laughs> trying to release no. it fully. Yeah, I mean, I should have thought about it further, but, you know, it's my first time interacting with a slake. What do you want from me? Yeah. Um, that a big slake? Oh, goodness. That's two. That's two. That's two. That's two. It's early on. It's early you only on. got one left. Yeah. <laughs> Burning hot. All right. So, um, all right. So after letting out a bit of a, of a Yelp, um, I, I pull out one of my, a piece of one of my provisions dangling in the air, and I, with a squint in my eyes, Say, uh, 
so so listen, buddy. I know you've probably been a little hungry. You've been stuck in that glass jaw for a few days now. Uh, we we've been we've been through some things, uh, me and my buddies. Uh, hopefully this this will do. I don't know. It's not my favorite. And I I dangle a little a uh, little piece of one of my provisions from some granola bar. See if uh, this slake will take it. So the the slake kind of side eyes you and swipes out and grabs it and with the most sullen attitude it can muster slumps its way back into the bottle and you can hear delicate munching from the bottle and murmurs of discontent. (laughs) And then before you can close the bottle it kind of, you can see it like it kind of does a weird thing where it just kind of like pokes its bum out of the mouth of the bottle, and roll 1d6. Got a three. So, uh, basically, the exact amount of matter that you put into this slake comes out in the form of glass shards. Oh, great. So, uh, I now have a granola bar's worth of glass shards. Very well, you useful. said you gave it, like, a corner, so, yeah. Yeah, You have, like, like two tiny little pieces of glass shards. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Ouch. I uh, I look at the glass shards and I go, uh, I mean, buddy, would you also want some of these? Because I don't have any use for them. <laughs> and, and I dangle some glass shards in front of Take your poop. Back, it looks slave. at you <laughs> with the most upset expression that a GM, I mean Slate, can muster <laughs> for trying to thwart its system. <laughs> And it reaches out and grabs the cap to the bottle from you <laughs> and pulls it in. <laughs> I, I I got a little I got a little bit of a frown on my face uh, for those who are just listening in. Um, and I go, listen, buddy, it's not like I'm supposed to know. Okay, back in my bog, uh, me and my people, we all love to uh, to reindulge in the things that we we excrete. Okay. We consider it holy. <laughs> and, uh, you don't know how t- <laughs> you don't know how but you can tell that this just pile of goop in this jar has its back to you <laughs> like it actively has its back to you but I don't know how you can tell it's like an amorphous blob yeah uh, uh, I I frown a bit more and I go I, I, I go to put it back in my backpack and slink my way back upstairs looking for uh, my buddy Nimbus and I'm thinking to myself this slake might be mad right now but I bet my buddy's got some doodads that, uh, that this slake might want to eat a couple he might be able to spare <laughs> maybe I like that I forgot to mute my phone <laughs> I like Way the slake. It's like if a cat, if it was, if a cat was like twenty five percent smarter, this is exactly mm-hmm. how a cat would act. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I put a lot of character into this thing. Yeah, um, I never thought I, I could feel a, a fluid harumph, but I really feel like when it yeah. capped itself, I was like, Hurmph. absolutely, that is the exact noise it would have made if it could have, like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. elocuted like properly. It. All right, so you're going back up to Nimbus. Vigor, what are you doing right now while, like, Pith is just yeah. kind of rummaging around being weird? So, so I was thinking about this, and I had, you know, we had Slade the Dragon, 
and we had done some crazy stuff right out of the gate. I was in a new body, right? And I feel like the the spirit, the mind, and the body have have started to reconcile a bit, right? And and so Vigor, he, he's always lived by chaos. It's always been a motivating factor. It's always been his greatest drive, the thing that he has elevated and and worshipped. But in in being reincarnated as a red priest, I now have distance between chaos and I. So after tethering the dragon's head to the front of the ship, I stand and I imagine the scene in my head is like the the wind on the seas of the of the humpback sky are blowing, and I have like a, the my robes are blowing in this sea wind and I, knowing that I'm alone on deck, I take off this mask for the first time and the camera's point of view will be from behind me. So you cannot see what my face is like, but you see me hold this Boo. metal mask and turn it and, and look at it. And, uh, and, and I weigh it in my hands and I think about what, what who am I now? Who is Vigor and how has he changed? Um, and and I, I start to think that maybe things are more orderly and less chaotic than I thought. For on this ship, I now find myself with new but the same companions. I find myself with a slake who, interestingly enough, consumes, consumes matter, but does not grow. Not that I have seen. And there is nothing a red priest likes more than... Um, or nothing they hate more than like gluttony and consuming mass and getting, you know, uh, fat and, and all of that. So I find that interesting. I also find it interesting that before I had this chaos orb and I, it, it had a sentient smoke and the orb itself would crack if things were not destroyed around it. And I used to think that the thing inside was dangerous, but I've begun to think that perhaps the orb containing it is chaotic. For it is the thing that is satiated by chaos and destruction, and the thing inside is trying to get out. So I'm that, so excited. So Igor <laughs> is is wondering about all of these things. Oh no! What yeah. Did I ask? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do have one question, Igor. Um, so for the people who are listening but not watching, and therefore missed new intro screens, for example, can you describe what your mask looks like? Ah, yes. Let me pull up the picture. I also like that. Illustrator. I also like that Jacob's eyes just went wide because he remembered <laughs> that he has to have all those new faces done for this episode. <laughs> so uh, the mask is actually really dope. Um, it's got, I, I can't remember what the term is. It's not like samurai, but it's like Oni. It Kabuku? Oni? Okay. Uh, the Oni Kabuki mask. Kabuki is the theater. Oh, oh right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so it's got like uh, the Oni mask and some of the, it seems like there's the styles that are like a half mask and they do like the grinning mouth and chin and stuff, but they leave out uh, and they sometimes do like the bottom of the nose, but they leave out the, you know, eyes and forehead and such. But my mask, it kind of has like that grin and it's, uh, it's like demonic a little bit. Um, evil. <laughs> yeah, but I like it because it's, 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 I don't know. I mean, everyone will see it. I, I'm not very I mean, good at it. Just go look at our Instagram. Image. Yeah. Look check at our Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Go check out our Instagram. 
like Art. the picture, follow Art us on Jacob. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and and it just... will be on the it will be on the opening of this episode too. So you're yeah, yeah. it will theoretically describing something uh, yeah. that at least people who watch the YouTube videos will have seen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If I get them done in time. Otherwise <laughs> it won't be there. <laughs> So Vigor places his mask back on and uh, and and throws up the cowl of his hood, and he marches below deck to find his companions, to see what they see, and to learn more about this mysterious bar. Cool. Nimbus, what trouble are you getting into? Um... I would say that I am doing, a, doing an inventory of all my baubles and tchotchkes, and... Uh, just figuring out what I've got on, on me. Pith, have you made it to me yet? Because you were coming to look for me, I, right? I am actively coming to look for you. Okay. Depends on how long, like what you were doing while I was trying to feed a slake uh, pieces of granola. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a like, do you want her to have made it to you by now? Or do you need a minute <laughs> to figure out what you're doing? Yeah, I think after like, I'm probably still like, man, I really think that I know how to work those cartographer tools. <laughs> like, I really like, they really seem from, I think maybe I put that screw where the other one was. I, okay. I know now I definitely know <laughs> what I did wrong. Dissecting the mistakes. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. This is weird that Nimbus is using their brain. Yeah. yeah. It's wrinkling my brain. It's taking a second for the pieces to come back together, but they're reforming, you know. Yeah. I would say he's probably yeah. really enjoying, like, doing a lot of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably yeah. really enjoying that. Now, a uh, quick question. When when you come back to, like, let's say your room and you, like, open the door and you look at it, do, do you totally, like, see the logic and the madness? Like, do you, do you see, like, what prior you was like, oh, I, of course I organized it this way from, you know softness to, to coarseness and socks of course that makes sense and i put them in a pile like this because it's I'm, i grabbed this one first and blah blah or is it I, is like you come back and you're like it is a whirlwind in here what <laughs> like what have i done i think i think yes i probably understood it very well because like when i first started thinking again my brain like i reasoned through all of that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, this is why there must be a reason, right? But now as time has progressed, I'm starting to lose a little bit of that, like that side of myself that that means it's like, okay, yes, I think I remember that this made sense, but I don't like it. Or, or, or maybe I do like it, but it's just like, okay, it doesn't really matter anymore. Like I'm starting to move more into like having a brain, starting to get used to it. <laughs> starting to settle back in that head yeah, 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 that's right. And that headspace that is now full of head instead of empty. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Pith, you have found your way to Nimbus. What's going Beautiful. on? Um, so I see that he looks a little deep in thought. Um, but I have priorities here, okay? I got an angry sleek in my pocket. Um, so I walk up and I pause kind of give a little gander at what you're what you're maybe working on and i go not nearly as important as what i have to say and i <laughs> i poke you real aggressively on the side and i go uh hey hey buddy i'm gonna i'm gonna need your help with something over here i got a i got a hungry little friend uh and i i need one of them bobbles you keep you keep in your pockets i saw you got a lot of them 
I turn around. I'm like, no, that's perfect. I really need your help with something too. It's driving me crazy. Okay. I sneezed and I don't think that what came out was just stuff from space. I'm confused (laughs) when we sort of reincarnated. Do you think it put stuff in our nose? I mean, I don't know what happened to Quith, but maybe some of that extra snot she was always carrying around transferred to you in the whole ordeal. I couldn't really tell you. <laughs> I know I've seen her summon it from some other place, so uh, it's not really my forte. Uh, if you got some extra, though, I'd be happy to take it off your hands. Uh, maybe the slake will eat that. Didn't seem too happy with my granola. Like, the what? <laughs> I, oh, oh, you, uh, I guess you didn't really spend a whole lot of time with it. Uh, I was a little worried I might have killed it, and I started pulling it out of my bag. I got this little guy, uh, he turns stuff into other stuff, but he's kind of unpredictable, and apparently he's very picky. (laughs) And you can sense a bit of attitude coming from the bottle. 100%. Oh, you don't want that. You don't want that. That is like, let me tell you something. You just, like, that's like a, uh, what's it called? It's like a novelty. They don't really do anything. They just kind of, you put stuff in, nothing really comes out. Why don't you just give that to me? I'll tell you what. I'll trade you, like... (laughs) I'll trade you a couple glass vial. Hey, I've got this little bit of dragon's blood. I can trade you this for the slake. <laughs> oh, my eyes light right up when you say Uh-oh. you have some extra dragon's blood. And I look at this slake, and I look at you for a moment, and I remember the sweet, sweet taste of that dragon's blood. It was and then so, I say, vi- so viscous, so moist. <laughs> and, uh, and then I say, but, I'm just kidding. You're my friend. I would never do that. Slakes are super awesome and they're very valuable and like never traded to anybody for any reason. Okay. <laughs> I, but, I, I back up a little bit when you say that and I go, I thought we were friends, Nimby. I let you touch my head are. back when I was on that lily pad. You trying to mess with me? <laughs> you just, you just, yeah, you I, used to <laughs> give me high fives except with your tongue, but let's not go back there. Let's talk about what's happening now. Like, I really want to actually feed this slake some of this dragon's blood. What do you think? Oh, I mean, maybe not all of the dragon's blood because that was some delicious, delicious liquid. But uh, I have been kind of neglecting the boy and he got quite angry when I gave him my granola. In fact, all he gave me was this. And I hold out some broken shards of glass in my hands. <laughs> uh, not exactly what I would call a beneficial relationship let alone a symbiotic one. <laughs> so well, uh, perhaps some dragon's blood would be, would be good. <laughs> you never know. Actually, if you don't want those little glass shards, I'll totally like, I'll totally put those in my pocket. Oh yeah. You, you do collect these little tchotchkes. Here you go, buddy. Enjoy them. <laughs> I pass okay, thank you the so glass. much. <laughs> and I like pull out this sleeve full of these like ridiculously small glass bottles, but there's like 200 <laughs> of them. And I just put them inside one. And then I'm yes. like, just to say, and I actually like labeled the top broken glass and then I put the whole big thing back in my jacket. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, what do you think? You want to try some dragon's blood? You want to feed it a little, a little droppy or two? Cause we got to slake its thirst, right? Oh, Ooh. I like the way you think. So I like the way That's you think. One. <laughs> That's one. That's one. So I give a little tip, tip, tap on the glass and I go, come on, little buddy. How does that sound? A little bit of that tasty dragon's blood. Ooh. And I, I pop the cap. <laughs> All right, you pop the cap. I am going to read directly (laughs) what I have written because it is precious. I swear to God, if he turns into a dragon, I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) Uh, Just a lizard. 
I will say Nimby, Nimby's looking pretty light on his feet. Like he's ready to he's ready to duck, dodge, flip, fly, whatever he's got to do. <laughs> like he's not sure what's about to happen. After the glass, I'm not that scared <laughs> in game. <Right. laughs> but yeah. All right. So when you feed the slake a magical item, okay. Joy! Oh, what bliss! The slake will perform an elaborate interpretive dance in thanks, leaving behind more excrement than seems possible with something directly at the center of the pile. Roll 1d6. Okay, lovely. So it's doing a little dance. What kind of dance are we talking? Are we talking like... An elaborate interpretive dance in thanks. Okay. I love it. I got a five. I got a five for reference. Okay. You get magic poop. Of course I do. <laughs> you ready for the text on magic poop? I am. I am. Whomever smears this magic poop onto an item or being will always be able to smell that object or being, no matter the distance, and will innately know in which cardinal direction the smell is coming from. Wow. So I, I see this magical poop in the middle of all of the other X. Whoever smelt it, dealt it. And yes. uh, I, I immediately, you know, from just a little bit behind you, Nimbus, you feel a hand grip your shoulder, almost like it's looking for some emotional support. And as you turn back to see Pith, he is crying quite heavily out of both eyes uh, and says, oh, Nimby, if only our girl was here to see this. This is the kind of smell that she loved. <laughs> I'm sorry. Looks up wistfully. <laughs> Are we? Are you talking about the worm or the befowler? Like, you when you say oh. our girl, like that's starting to get a little uh, non-specific. <laughs> oh, oh, I am quite offended when you when you ask that question. Uh, quite offended. <laughs> well, Nimby, I'm talking about our our girl, the one whose head I used to live on. You know, the one who brought me here to hang of out course. with you guys. Uh, but of I guess course. maybe, maybe she wasn't as important to you as I thought she was. No, 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 please forgive me. I literally had half the brain I have now, the whole time that I knew her. <laughs> oh, oh, you're probably right. I may, I may have acted a bit too harshly there. I, I do forget. Uh, we, we have all changed a bit recently, you know. That is the greatest <laughs> excuse ever. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you're going to lean on that a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. GM, real quick question. Yeah. So I had like maybe uh I'm gonna say about a four ounce vial just off mm -hmm. the top of my head. Um I was planning on saying that I pulled out a dropper and just and I said give it a couple drops. Is that okay? Or do you feel like in order to get the magic poop, it would have had to been like how much of it did I give it to get the magic poop? I will poop? say if you had a four ounce vial, I will say one ounce will be sufficient. Okay. Cool. Three ounces uh, left. And then you will have what is essentially an ounce of magical poop. Okay. To smear. Not or, too but much, but I like You get will, one yeah. smear out of it, by the way. Like, you can't, like, split it in half and smear it on two things. I mean, one ounce is very a very small amount. So. Right. <laughs> I like that you know that, weirdo. Uh, I'm a dog walker, okay? Uh, so, yeah, I do know exactly how much one ounce of poop is, and I'm not proud. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to look directly at the camera when you said uh, that? <laughs> that's called audience engagement, and yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> um... <laughs> cool sweet uh i just want like i just want the rest of this episode to be you all feeding the slake random things and seeing what happens <laughs> i've heard so like much floating buoyed out in the sea because we fed the slake most of our ship yeah, yeah. 
Can I tell you how much work I put into this and the anti-sunflower seed? Oh, I like it. I like it. They're both delicious. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so. I uh, I make sure to store that poop down below deck. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> don't store an upper decker. You go ahead and store that below deck. And while I'm down there going to stash it, um, a little light bulb goes off. And I think, hmm, this might be a good time to shove that sunflower seed in some of that soil um, where some of the tree's roots are growing. Um, so I go ahead and I, I kind of try to find a spot that is in kind of one of the darker areas of the room. Um, there's not really any light or anything coming. And I just go ahead and I, I bury the uh, the anti-sunflower seed, kind of trying sure. to get, get a nice little, I don't know, a couple inches of depth into that soil ethereal goo blend. Yeah, <laughs> pop it in there. Don't talk to your shipmates about that. No, I'm not <laughs> going <cool>. to. <laughs> Uh, I'm not quit anymore. I'm a rascal. Okay. And, uh, this thing's weighing down my bag. I only got 12 spots. Uh, I got some provisions. I got to fit. I got a slick. I got to feed. Okay. All right. I want you to roll one D six. I got a five. All right. So you plant it. You'll find out eventually what happens. Beautiful. I whisper (laughs) as I'm, as I'm getting ready to leave, I want to draw Right in the soil above where it was, uh, what appears to be almost like two interlocked infinity symbols. Um, I take a, a lo- one last look at it and I go, this, this one's for you, Quith. Uh, just, just like your eyes. I miss him so much, baby girl. <laughs> I kiss the little spot of soil and then I wipe my lips and I head back upstairs. <laughs> Fantastic. Vigor. <laughs> You know, Please I really tell thought... me you're doing something remotely sane during all of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, I've 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 been walking the halls of the ship, been walking down to find the companions because I've been thinking. I don't know anything about the bar really, and we have a lawyer on deck, and so I'm wondering. <laughs> Maybe oh, no. they know about the laws at the bar. So I, I feel like large... that's three. That's two and a half, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's You're walking a thin five. line here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I I walk into um the the room as you turn away from the soil and I slam open the door. Uh, you 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 see me actively wiping some brown soil-like substance off of my mouth uh and and i i look a little embarrassed and i say What's uh happening? oh how, what can i uh what can i help you with there buddy uh a little aggressive you should, entrance <laughs> you should be careful with your hunger i'm not, not i'm eat not eating too much i'm not eating anything down here i'm no mass. slake i'm no slake buddy i'm just down here taking care of some business all right what, what can i help knows you with his business uh, I mean, the slake did some good business earlier, if you know what I'm saying, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what can I help you with, really? You're, you're kind of you're, you're busting up a little party moment I was having. <laughs> ah, well, let me not disturb you. We are only heading directly to the bar. I, there's a bell in this room, right? Just hanging, like, on the wall. Okay. And I go and I clang, 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 because I want to summon uh, Nimby. 
Okay, I guess there's a bell in this room. <laughs> I figured, uh, it's I figured that enough. wasn't too much of a reach. I was like, he'd probably give me that. <laughs> sure. It's just your world. I'm living in it. I love that, as a brief aside, I love that like we go to the derby and we get loaded up with all these crazy magic items. And then I'm like, can I have a bell? And you're like, a bell? Are you? Yes, I twist my arm. Okay, I'll give you a bell. <laughs> all right, so I'm I mean, ringing I, I this. Get it. I'm <laughs> gratefully, gratefully ringing this bell to summon NIMBY to the to the deck. Uh, as to, soon as to, you to start, as soon as you start clanging this thing, I uh, I look at you. It's very loud, and I say, uh, "Buddy, but I don't even know where that bell came from. But if you could quiet down, we are in the middle of the humpback sky out here." And, like, I I, I kind of try to stop your hand from uh, slamming it quite so aggressively. So Nimbus runs down the stairs, throws open the door, and says. You know, I don't have very many memories of the last, like, however long it was as a zoanthrope, but one of the most distinct memories I have is staring at that bell almost every day that I've been on this ship, trying to think of a good reason to ring it. I'm just glad that you did that, because now I actually remember something from that time. It's pretty cool. That is very cool. That was an emergency drill of our response time. Nimby, good job. To run into the <laughs> bottom of the ship? Well, <laughs> yes, of course. If we are being besieged by enemies, this will be our last stand here among these okay. walls, fighting shoulder to shoulder. Don't mind old Vigo over here. He's just being his old chaotic self, you know, <laughs> making noise, ringing bells, busting up my private moments. <laughs> hey, I am no longer my older self. For if I was, I would rip this bell from the wall. But I'm very grateful. Fine, I've got a super big pocket right <laughs> here. That I thought I... you were going to say you had other bells. <laughs> no, I can check. Do you want me to check? Oh, uh, well, I would like you to check one thing, Old Nimby. Speaking of pockets, uh, mm. for quite some time, I know Quith was kind of hoping to... Uh, to put some of that nasty goop that you used to keep in those bags uh, at an altar she was going to build on the ship. Uh, she's not around anymore, but I, without her, I would like to say a few prayers to old Papa. You know what I'm saying? So if you could, uh, if you could maybe donate that, I'd like to get a little bit of something going, maybe feed the tree, you know, have a little prayer session before we get to the bar. Who is That's... this Papa? I, I kind of give you like a, a bit of a scowl and I say... Uh, the great, the great Papa Toad, Papa Sherp. Do you not know? Have you not talked to our lady? Papa Smurf. Oh my goodness. Get, do not take my Papa's name in vain. I will not have that. <laughs> and I, I look behind me at what appears to be like a mudroom, basically. And I say, not in a spot like this, not in a place so close to God. <laughs> so I kind of raise my hand and I'm like, Piff. I think that those pants that I was wearing, I discarded in a room. And if you're talking about the smell that was coming from the pockets, you are more than welcome. In fact, I will let you harvest that yourself from oh, that article of clothing. That's exactly what I was hoping you would say, Nimbus. This is why <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> um, you can actually you, have the pants. I'm not sure what I was doing. Uh, <laughs> In those, but I'm not super stoked about owning them. Like, I'll just give them to you. 
Oh well, mm. I would I would probably like a you know a couple more options than just uh this this stiff outfit I say, and I kind of I fluff my little collar a bit. <laughs> Something yes. you know to wind down in at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, as the days have progressed, I've really started to be very bothered by things that don't have more pockets than most of my clothes used to have. And these robes are full of pockets. I haven't even found them all yet. Like there's something that's sort of down by my knee that bumps on my knee if I move too quickly and I can't find it. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> it's something that's kind of heavy. I have no idea where it is. That is anyway. interesting. I I also I I have been enjoying this robe life. Uh, it's easy breezy. I I'm flowing from deck to deck. It, it is it is quite I easy. know. I moved right past it, but I definitely took my pants off. I mean, I I will say the robes do seem better than some options. Uh a, a little bit less stinky, a little less close to our lord than uh the robes I used to be so close and and dear and near to uh on Quith, but I will say it is always restrictive to not be in my nude uh, toad body. You know, I used to have a lot of freedom. I <laughs> totally <Yeah>. understand. <laughs> that was definitely three. That, that, that was is definitely three. three. That is three. That, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let that one rest. So, so is that it? Was it just the drill or do we want to? Well, I wanted to call a meeting. A meeting of the three companions. And Titled to be determined at a later time. <laughs> Three and a half companions. You hear a bump. And it kind of rocks your golden sailed barge. I uh, I look I look directly at uh our good friend Vigor. They <laughs> say, uh so uh I'm guessing maybe it wasn't so smart to have this meeting uh below deck when we're the only people on the ship, buddy. <laughs> and I, I give you a little pat pat on the shoulder and I go, I'll meet you up top. And I, I start climbing my way back to the top you of the ship. You hear skittering on the deck. Uh th- there's you're... definitely something up here, buddies. Uh maybe you should come with me. <laughs> As you're climbing, Nimbus grabs you by the arm and he's like p- like pale, super pale, and he says, Is this like still in the bottle? <laughs> I I put, I put my my hand up and I go uh smarter smarter than you used to be then in this uh I don't I don't remember whether or not it went back inside it is a, a little bit of a rascal uh I mean I thought there were gonna be people oh, up top yeah. when I came down here to deal with this situation apparently we left the deck unattended so probably the slake yeah probably the slake <laughs> and I I start walking much faster <laughs> test luck. Okay. <laughs> um, I tied an eleven for the love. Okay. Have- so the slake, you'll find out in a minute. You definitely hear skittering. So are you like climbing up to the the deck? Yeah. All right. So you <clears throat> you get up to the deck, and what you see is that a small sort of weirdly (laughs) constructed like I guess think like a a miniature version of your golden sail barge is just next to your golden sail barge. Um, It looks like it would be piloted by a four or smaller person crew. Um, It depends on the size. Like if it was like an ardent giant, one. If it's like 
dwarves, maybe four. Um, and what you do see is you see two rather sizable piles of poop of excrement on the deck. And you see your slake dancing around the piles of excrement, kind of doing like a jubilant celebratory, like I'm super happy that I got to eat as much food as I wanted to dance. It is also now uh, a little bit larger (laughs) than it was. Not much, but just a little bit. It can still fit in the bottle that you had it in. Uh, so as soon as I, as soon as I get on top of the deck, I assume Nimbus is right behind me. You're following me up, right, bud? Mm-hmm. Uh, I immediately put my arm out and I go, oh no, buddy. Oh no. <laughs> and, uh, I, I glance at you and I go, I'm, I'm hoping maybe you got, a uh, some extra tape or something or something we could lock this guy inside of this jaw with if, uh, if he doesn't quite fit anymore. <laughs> I think he might be a little bit bigger. And I, I start to kind of uh, try to tiptoe a little bit closer to this dancing slake, and I go, but buddy, uh, hey, buddy, uh, and how it you turns doing around, over there? <laughs> and clearly, like, very, very, very proud of itself, it points at the ship that docked with you, and then it points at the two piles of excrement that both have weapons laying next to them, and then looks okay. very proud of itself and just hops back into its bottle. And then reaches oh, one hope. arm out and grabs one of the weapons and eats it really quick. So you're going to need to roll a d6. I got a five. <laughs> uh, you got a five. Um, <laughs> is it more magical poop? Because <laughs> No. No. It is a poop sling. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, is this like a, like a hand slingshot? It's like a like, is it like sling. A, like David and Goliath sling? Yeah, David and Goliath style sling yeah. that is meant for flinging poop. Okay. Um, wow. I feel you like would a actually know, would love this. You would know <laughs> that this, this poop sling. Uh, so fun fact, a lot of uh, animals, like especially like more herbivorous animals, uh, you can take their leavings and flatten them into discs and dry them. And they actually make incredible projectiles for this poop sling. Um, and so were you to train with this, you would you would be able to do some damage. Um, but yeah, you get a poop sling. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm I, like, I'm like, go ahead. And you still have to search through the other two piles of poop. Yeah, uh, I, I am mutually uh, a bit a bit upset, but also really proud of my little slake buddy. <laughs> And I I'm turn like, hey. to Nimbus, kind of proud and uh, confused and unsure of how to proceed. And I go, uh, well, I guess he did a good job up here. <laughs> I say, yeah, it looks like he did. Just uh, pray to whatever God pleases you the most that as you go through that experiment, you don't find anything like, I don't know, badges. Uh, I, I mean, I guess, but we are out here in the uh, uncharted you know, waters. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure there's anybody that would know. I'm not sure anything. why anyone would be out here other than, you know. Government patrol. Or, you know, or, a pirate ship. It's not like we haven't uh, seen those before. Could be pirates. That's fine. Yeah, could be pirate ship. Could I'm being be, a little could pessimistic be right hunters. now. I'm you a little never concerned. Know. <laughs> you can tell from their weaponry that is still on the deck. It looks a little ill-kept. Um, it's probably 
some form of pirate, um, you know. These also are smallish piles, um, so it's it's definitely not like median-sized creatures. They look Word. If, okay. If you were to build a doll out of it, uh, they'd be about the size of gremlins. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna hit our. Uh, I'm gonna kind of elbow our uh, red priest and say, "Hey, you want to hop on that ship? Check it out. Let's go. Come on." Yes. It is righteous that we board their ship when they so rudely boarded ours. Yes. And there might be stuff on it. Yes. <laughs> and once we are done, I will light it ablaze. Mm, we'll talk. Let's let's do this one step at a time. Okay, let's go look at it, and then let's meet back. You can go ring the bell, and we'll meet back down there, and we'll discuss what we want to do with the ship. Because I was thinking maybe sell it. Sell it or offer it? To the red gods of fire. We'll, say, we'll, we'll discuss more coming. after. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as, right. as you guys are having this conversation, you look over and uh, Pith is unabashedly digging through these piles of excrement to see what items have been left in the slake. While he is also simultaneously cooing over the slake in the jar. You know, saying something like, oh, baby girl, you are such a sweetie. I had no idea. I can't believe I left you alone for so long. I'm so sorry. (laughs) All right. So you are cooing over your slake while Vigor and Nimbus decide to take a look at this other little ship uh, boat thing that's happening. Uh, See what's what's the sitch with it. So the two of you board the small little skiff as it were what are you looking for specifically just kind of trying to get a feel for the place like are you rooting around for something specific what are we doing uh first thing i do uh is as i I plant my feet on this ship i look around because a, a little schooner like this it could be just a quick vessel and they use it they board something they steal something they fly off quicker than a, a larger ship but it could also be a small ship that was, you know, deployed from a larger one. And so I look to see if there are Word. others, you know, if there's a, if there's another ship on the horizon. So you don't see anything else on the horizon. This is definitely big enough to like go out on solo runs. It's right on the line where like if it were if you saw like I said earlier, if you saw like an ardent giant or two on this thing, you would assume obviously there's a bigger mm-hmm. fish nearby. But with it being a couple of gremlins, like you saw the amount of waste that was left over from the slake, you all know it's a kind of equal transfer. And so they could easily have been living on this thing pretty comfortably. Uh, there is a below decks. The below decks is sized appropriately for them. So it would be roomy for them. I doubt both of you could go down there and actually maneuver around much at all. But one of you could kind of pop down there and see what's going on. On the deck, you don't see much. It's a pretty tidy rig. Uh, There seems to be an interesting console amidships There is no sail. Uh, This is not a golden-sailed barge. It appears to uh, 
it appears to run on some sort of weird fuel and portal through the the spheres and the humpbacked sky. And so mm. is it a plasma sure. based kind of thing, maybe? Does it look I don't like... know. Are you there? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm I'm mucking about on the deck of the mm. deck of the main Mucking ship, about. So. <laughs> Get it. She's mucking a bit. I am. Um so what are you two dubious gentlemen doing over there? I believe you have the nose for trinkets and treasure. So if you go below deck, I shall see about fastening the ship to ours so that we might tow it. I say sure that I mean that sounds great. I'll go I'll go poke around and see if I can what but one second real quick and I go and there's like a trash can kind of off to the side. And I look in there, and there's some bones that have been recently, like, they just ate some kind of animal or something, and there's just, like, a pile of bones. And I think they're a little slimy, a little gross, so I think Pith might trade something that she's got for a pile of these bones. Um, also, they make good, like, you can put them in soil, so I think maybe I could put them into the tree. Anyway, I so I grab a handful of them. Yeah, exactly. I grab a handful yeah. of them and not wanting to get the pockets of my robe, my new shiny robe dirty, <laughs> I reach around behind me and pop open the leather fanny pack that I'm wearing and uh, and pop the bones down in it. And then proceed below deck. Uh, I, I put a hand on your shoulder and I, I turn you around before you go below deck and I stare at you and I say, and just to be clear, anything that you find down there, we shall look at as a group. You have many pockets in that robe of yours, and I don't need any gremlin treasures going disappearing. Understand? I cross my, I cross my finger over my chest, lick my fingers, and hold my hand up, like, "Hey, no tricks. Hey, we're all friends. You guys took care of me when I only had half a brain. Like, I'm like totally cool. Because honestly." She's probably finding some cool stuff that I didn't really want to have to dig that through those that piles of stuff to look for. So I figured we all bring it all together, kind of put it on, and then like have a little swap meet. That's cool. I'm totally cool with that. I'm imagining all the times that some of my stuff went missing when you had half a brain. <laughs> and like a ferret collects shiny stuff. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> all right, but I'm watching you. That's fine, too. I don't blame you. <laughs> and I grin, and I wink, and I go on below deck. <laughs> All right, I look, I look, uh, I'm sure they have some rope and stuff on the top of the deck. So this is, fun fact, oh. you would know <clears throat> that uh, this is appropriately sized that you may actually be able to use it, think more like a lifeboat sitch. Um, hmm. if you were to very politely sort of persuade your tree mast sail thing, it might actually, uh, accommodate this in its branches for future uses. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, very now, a uh, very important question. Um, the bell that's on the deck of this ship. Because obviously, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's bells on every ship. This is now canon. Home. It's just... 
<laughs> no, there's obviously a bell on every ship. <laughs> it's weird that yours Word. is below decks. Like, that's <laughs> what weirded me out. Wasn't that you had a bell on the ship? It was that you wanted it in that room specifically. (laughs) The bell that's on the deck of this ship is small. It is made of silver. It's sort of formed in the likeness of a hand, like cupped downward so that the palm is the top of the bell where the clapper would be hanging from. And then the fingers are the part that you would ring. Yeah, so that's what the bell looks like. It's just kind of there. Other than that, you've got sort of what appears to be like a steering thing. There's kind of a plinth in the center of the deck. And in the middle of the plinth is a pool of some sort of liquid that doesn't seem to act like a liquid does. Like it acts like liquid in the bowl. But if you, like, as you're kind of rocking about, the liquid is staying native to the bowl. So it's not like if you had a bowl of water, you're rocking about, the water's trying to slosh out. No, like, this is completely flat and placid, and it's almost as if the liquid is anchored to the bowl. Hmm. And so if you were to... Like, stir it, it would move, but as the bowl moves, the liquid stays in relation to it. Interesting. Yeah. Makes me think and of, like, the is... kinetic sand and stuff, you know? Yeah. I know, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Is this, um, and this is positioned in a way that we might consider it to be the steering mechanism for the mm-hmm. ship? Like, it's in kind of yep. that spot? Okay. Yep. Cool. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, Nimbus, below decks, you're seeing a couple of pretty tidy looking nests like the nests themselves are made of what are clearly like fabric scraps and leftover bits and baubles of different sacks and stuff like that and they're they're clean though they're tidy and other than that there's not really much down here it seems like they either just kind of got rid of everything that they had and were going out on a fresh run or just started and hadn't had time to accumulate anything. Um, You know, the moral of the story is I gave you enough items already, so you're not getting any from here. Um, It was a gremlin ship. It wouldn't have items. They're they're little I will say that... (laughs) I mean, they're pests, but they also collect shiny baubles and stuff, so it could at some point... uh, as a thaumaturge, I definitely am like very, very um, obsessed with finding shiny trinkets. And I'm very like, if you took me to an antique store, you would go crazy before you could mm-hmm. get me out. Like that kind of guy. Um, yeah. So I am like, <laughs> I like actually lay down in one of the nests and like. So like you in real life. Yes. <laughs> I like lay down in one of the nests and like, if I was a gremlin, where would I hide stuff? Like trying to get into their headspace, you know, like smelling of it and stuff. And like I check the floorboards, I go all over and and check all kinds of stuff. I like pocket some of the nest just just cause. I'm I'm laughing myself for me. Yeah. What's that, Danny? Uh, Test luck for me. Okay. See if I get gremlin mites <laughs> uh, from yep. from a pocket full of gremlin nest. <laughs> I mean, he 
repeatedly use the term nest, which to me, like, it brings to mind, like, a rat's nest or something. It's not, I like, a thing I also very clearly say that they were clean. Yeah, but still, it's called a nest. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't go rifling around and grab I'm good. Nest. I rolled seven out of ten. Okay. Thanks. Cool. Uh, DB, what were you gonna get into? Uh, well, I was laughing to myself because uh, I like the idea of, you know, you're in, and it's kind of like the inspector in, like, a movie, and they come to the right. scene of the crime, and they're like, I have to get in the mind of the killer. But for you, you've got these robes, and you're jingling and stuff, and you're like, I have to get in the mind of the gremlin. But the <laughs> nest is really small, right? And so it's like, you're there, and, like, you've tucked your knees up to fit in this little, like, cubby, and you're, like, looking at the ceiling, trying to get in the, the mind of, like, this pea-brained <laughs> gremlin, and you're like, what, where, where would they hide their treasures? <laughs> Eat, sleep, and breathe, Gremlin, to truly understand as you like rock back and forth in this little nest. And I'm like, what the? What's happening? I love it. I love it. The so, of reincarnation. As you're laying on your back in this nest, knees tucked up to your chest, kind of like <laughs> trying to put yourself in the mind of the Gremlin, you notice that carved onto the ceiling. Above you in a square. So there's a square and it's divided into four squares. And there are letters in those four squares uh, that you can't quite make out. They seem to be very faded over time. So if you would like to try to test skill to take a uh, like a rubbing of this, uh, because I know you, I know you have like a stump of a pencil and a scrap of paper in your robes. So nice. you can test your just base skill to try to take a rubbing of this and see if you can figure out what these are. Okay. Uh, that's a negative. Okay. A big negative. Cool. Can I can I actually succeed in taking a rubbing of it? I just don't understand it. Uh, no, <laughs> that's not fair. Can I just well, succeed I mean, just even though I failed at that role? And, <laughs> no, like you just hold a piece of paper up and rub a pencil over it. It's not like well, what, yeah, but what, this is very very up? worn. Like this is okay, old. Right. It's very faint, and so you just tried it a little bit too aggressively. All right, I like so, to think the piece of paper that you were scribbling on, you like fold it out and you go to do it, but then your pencil punches through because this is actually when you used to blow your nose. I'm you're just talking two about in the mind, and it's actually just really wet, and you're like, God. Ugh, I'm, I'm just like two in the mind of the gremlins, and I do it like super rough and wild. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and like yeah. add it to the nest. <laughs> what are those noises Absolutely. down there? Nothing, <laughs> nothing, uh, <clears throat> nothing. Man, I hate to tell you, there's nothing really down here. There's some nests, and it looks like the place is pretty cleaned out. I mean, I don't know if they had most of it on them. Sometimes Kremlins like to hang stuff off of themselves very strangely. Like, they put everything in their pockets and, like, carry a whole bunch of stuff around with them, which is very odd. But anyway, um, <laughs> that might be the case, and that actually all might be in those piles on the deck. Other than that, I have no idea. I can't find anything that looks like a hiding spot or anything like that down here. You want to come down and take a look? We can swap. Um, my axe doesn't fit down there, so I can't <laughs> venture down. That's here. fine. You I tossed down should've... a bucket, and it goes clanging down the uh, <laughs> down into the into the uh, cabin down there. Clean uh -huh. it out, or I don't want any gremlin filth 
Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll. You know what? I'll do that. That's fine. Piss. Are you Piss. looking back? Are you looking back at me? So I am. I have officially at this point, while you guys have been examining the ship, I have rummaged through the the previous gremlins that are now excrement. Um, seen what is around. Which, by the way, what were what were in the uh, person piles? Eggs. <laughs> Oh, the eggs, right? Perfect. Yeah. So I've, I've I've stored those eggs in a in a safe place, um, kind of over back down beneath ship, and I am now um, standing kind of at attention. Since I now realize that somebody has docked our ship, you guys aren't really there anymore. I've already, you know, sorted through the poop. <laughs> so I am doing my best to uh, to practice a bit of etiquette and to look very professional on the uh, the front of the ship. Look like I'm standing guard a little bit. So when you uh, when you say my, my name loudly, it spooks me a little bit, and I turn and give you a flourished bow and say... <laughs> what is that, a dance? <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm just trying to show you that, you know, I can be a professional as well and hold down the ship. Uh, I know I let that slate go earlier, I wasn't really paying too much attention, but I didn't want you to get the idea that, you know, I, I was slacking. <laughs> Yes, you were slaking is what you were doing. Now catch this rope. And That's three. Up. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> I catch the rope, though. <laughs> All right. I'm going back above board, and I'll tether it. I shout down to you. Um, when you're done cleaning out that rubbage, I will... Um, I'll be back. And I scamper up the... I say, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll, uh, yeah, let me just, um, <laughs> and I'm kind of half-heartedly like putting sticks and like examining the sticks and putting them in the bucket more or less <laughs> one at a time. Like, it's not, <laughs> I'll, <let> you <laughs> also, you notice upon getting back up this rope, uh, Vigor, that I have not cleaned any of the piles of poop. Um, I am a young guardy lawyer. I don't. I don't do such things. Um, but I have. I have gotten all of the eggs and items out of them. So there's still poop all over <laughs> the top of the ship. I didn't clean that up. <laughs> <sighs> all right, one thing at a time. One thing at a time, Vigor. Get a shovel first. I go down and look and see if we have a shovel. Oh. Oh, now you're looking to see if you have a shovel. You're not just deciding that you have items. Well, the, bell, the, bell. the bell was a What <laughs> ship doesn't come with a bell, okay? But a shovel? Maybe that's a little more rare. Roll a d6. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure a shovel's more common than a bell. But anyway, roll a d6. <laughs> a four. A four? Okay. You've got a shovel. Thank <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a shovel is used for shoveling so i grab yes. this bad boy and i walk up back to the deck and i say all right i'm going to shovel this pile well you tell me about the bar for i think we might be underprepared i don't know much about the bar in fact i don't know much about laws i hadn't really concerned myself with them before i thought yeah, what what is that? Words that somebody said once. Uh, I, I'm smirking. I'm smirking as you're starting to say that you've uh, you've never really learned about the law. Uh, and I I go. Well, listen, you're you're gonna love the way that the law works, honey. 
you may be more practiced than you think. And I, I give you like a little bit of a, of a wink, looking down at this shovel and how well you seem to be handling it on the ship. And I say, uh, from what I remember of the bar, there was plenty of combat involved <laughs> with, a, with a strong wink. And I think you can handle a weapon better than most of us. Very well, if it is a might-makes-right situation, perhaps I will be. Now, unfortunately, so. I'm not entirely certain that uh, a big metal bar out in space will be exactly the same as the kind of law bar that I have uh, some weird, sordid memories of having experienced. Um, I, do, I do think that somebody told us, if I was listening correctly when we were leaving, uh, that... They also serve alcohol here at this, or some sort of, you know, thing that you could imbibe upon, depending on what your preferences are at this bar. And if that's the case, I'm also thinking, you know, it might be a good place to flex talking to strangers, getting to meet some new people. Maybe a bit of etiquette is something that you could practice between here and when we when we get to the bar. It's something that I know pretty well. Uh, you, not so much. <laughs> Uh, so you know and i tap my my young guardy law book a little bit in my backpack and say i'd i'd be happy to teach you if you want to finish cleaning that up for me (laughs) yes yes i am almost done i shovel the last of it into the humpback how is it going down there i shout down to the little schooner I uh I come up and I've got a bucket with maybe I don't know maybe seventeen or eighteen sticks, little twigs in the bottom of it, and I dump it over the side. I'm like, I mean, it's it's a pretty big mess down there. I don't. I don't aren't you just supposed to? I thought you weren't supposed to stop at the bar. Weren't you just supposed to always like? I've always heard pass the bar. I've never heard stop at the bar. <laughs> Isn't that a thing? Is that this place? Well, I mean, they, I have I have heard that passing the bar is the only way to truly succeed if you want to become a real lawyer. Uh, I've mm. also heard that uh, passing through the bar real fast is how you pick up some of the best companions. But, I mean, you might be right. You might be right. I give you, like, a, a little bit of a wink. All right, so in the, I don't know what you call, it's not a horizon, but it's the horizon. But it sure, is the horizon. At the no. crest of the humpbacked sky. No, it's, it's not a horizon. I refuse to use that mundane word. Uh, <laughs> on the horizon, you see... <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm getting lazy. It's the end of the episode. Um, on the horizon, you see a bright and shining spark. Uh, it appears that there is something of import that you are heading towards. We're not sure what it is. Uh, hopefully... We'll get there soon with no more dilly-dallying. That's something that we're going to have to find out for next episode. Uh, As you see this spark sort of start coming into view, all of you are, are kind of able to start thinking a little bit more about future steps and a little bit less about like, oh, what are we doing at this exact moment? What are we doing? You know, like... Now that we're about to be somewhere, what's happening next? What are we going to do? What are we going to do to get prepared for probably having to interact with other people and to do all of these things? So what are we thinking about? Uh, so as soon as I see this this glint off in the distance, I turn back to Vigor, who is still aggressively shoveling uh, poop off of the deck of the ship, and I say, 
Less, lesson one in etiquette, buddy. Uh, before we get to that place over there with the people, I'm assuming, uh, probably best to get every speck off of that, uh, that deck of the ship. You don't want you don't want to roll up smelling like excrement. Uh, unfortunately, me and my people have been told that plenty of times. Uh, and I lean over the edge of the boat, kind of like down at the little schooner that our friend Nimbus is in and cleaning out. And I I give him a little holler and say, uh, "Hey, buddy, there's something up here you should probably come check out. Probably a little more interesting than those twigs." <laughs> and I'm pointing off in the distance at kind of the glint that we can't quite make out yet. Um. So I yeah I I act like I was super busy and like, oh, well, I mean, I guess, oh, man, uh, I'll just have to finish this later. I kind of just toss the bucket back down <laughs> into the bottom of the ship. And the bucket only has four twigs in it in the first place. Like, <laughs> yeah. you didn't pick anything up, actually. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm working through and I'm shoveling. I'm bringing the last shovel to the side and I toss it over. And I think, God, are we going to have to name this other ship, too? How does, <laughs> how does naming ships work? Is it just the main mommy ship that has the name or do both ships have names <laughs> and as all of you are thinking these <laughs> just weird and disparate thoughts uh you're getting closer and closer to your next destination and that's where we're going to end the episode cool i'm i'm not all telling right. you what it is you can't see it yet so the main thing i want to plug this week is well unfortunately the kickstarter for it has already kind of ended uh, but in general, I really want to plug in art, the artist who's behind uh, the Alleyman's Tarot, uh, which came out on Kickstarter. By the time that this airs, it sh the Kickstarter itself should be over. But the publisher yeah. um, is 713 uh, books. So that's literally the number 7 exclamation point 13 uh, books. On Kickstarter, they do their campaigns under 713 books all spelled out as one word. Um but they've been making a ton of TTRPGs, like smaller time ones. They've done several tarot decks. Um, and the Alleyman's Tarot specifically, I think, is just like from a creative standpoint, really, really interesting. And he has built the creator behind it, um, Dane Asmund, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, out of Denver, Colorado, has built all of this really insanely cool lore around not only the tarot, but really about, I think it's 40 worlds in total that he's built between a lot of these TTRPGs that he's worked on uh -huh. and smaller games. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and so I I came upon him through the Alleyman's Tarot, if anyone out there is invested. I hope you're in the alley on Facebook. Uh, engage with me. It's a super cool little sub-community um, that is super into the lore and also obviously into the idea of this tarot deck. What, what he did with this specifically um, is it's a combination of all separate decks. Each card is from a totally different deck by a different artist, has a different backing. Um, it's meant to look like literally a deck that some guy in the back of an alley in like, you know, a fantasy game might pull out for like two pence and tell you your future. <laughs> um, but there's a bunch of really interesting lore and even some really cool uh, kind of like gods and patrons entities that like, he's kind of come up with that are behind not just the alleyman, but um, the performer is like another really fascinating one. So I really love his work. I love what he's doing from like a storytelling element. And I've been kind of just keeping my eye out to see what else he comes up with in the future. I, I'm hoping that down the road, maybe he, as a group, can even play one of like his smaller like tabletop role-playing things. Maybe on like a one-off or something. But really, really interesting lore. Very unique. I feel like it's a little reminiscent of some like D&D-ish fantasy with a little bit of like sci-fi thrown in. Um, but it's it's very, very cool. Would highly check it out. Um, highly recommend checking it out. 
If you are interested, a good place to start is the Alleyman's Tarot Kickstarter within the update section. He actually has a massive post he did on the Alleyman specifically. Um, and from there, you can kind of dive into the Facebook groups and um, some of his other projects to learn more. But really fascinating. If you do feel like looking into it a little bit, um, the best update there is number 11, which is the one specifically that covers the Alleyman. Um, there's paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of lore there. And I feel like it was just a really inspiring read trying to come up with like deities and stuff like that. It was very unique and something different than just picking up like a D&D lore book, you know. And it's something that's been a labor of love, I think, for years for this this. Heck nice. yes. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Who's next? Uh, I can, I can go next. Um, so mine is actually a really easy shout out. <laughs> I, so I love magic, the gathering and <laughs> I feel like this, this week I really had to give it because over the last, so I played magic today with my, my brother and, uh, another friend of mine online and we hadn't played in, um, probably like a month. Right. And so in that time, course i'm always messing with cards i'm always building new decks um and in magic there's five colors each one kind of has like a theme to it i work in a certain wheelhouse let's say it's three colors uh but recently over the last month i built decks that work in the other two and one is like a combination of those and it was really cool like i love magic because the play style is way different like i built decks that just focus on particular mechanics um so I, I built this one, and the commander for it is this uh, giant wizard. So he's a wizard. He's called Agar, the frozen flame or freezing flame. So he's all about um, drawing cards when you he, you uh, kill your opponent's creatures. So he's like this um, massive giant wizard who comes, and if you if your wizard's giants or spells kill your opponent's creatures you get to draw cards and i just love it was like a spell slinger deck and usually I, I go like big creatures uh but this is like a spell slinger so he's like you know i i'm essentially doing a bunch of burn spells and like direct damage spells and it was just a lot of fun i, I was just playing like earlier today and i just had a lot of fun and i have to give a shout out to magic the gathering if you've never played it before there's a bunch of different formats i play commander it's 100 cards unique cards in a deck um, you can you can customize your deck to whatever you want. You can focus on a single mechanic. You could focus on a single phase in the turn. You could focus on uh, a particular creature type, a particular color. Uh, and I love games that you can customize. And I feel like Magic Commander in Magic is like totally customizable. And every game is unique because it's you're drawing random cards every game and blah blah. blah. So I really just I gotta give them their props. Wizards <laughs> of the Coast, Magic the Gathering is. It's badass, and I love it. So my thing, I did it today, and there's something called the CDC Challenge, and it's Character Design Challenge. Maybe it's CD Challenge. I'm not <laughs> sure. Anyway, it's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. They have their own website. It's all over the place. I'll probably actually plug that. They haven't accepted me yet as a member, so I'm not going to plug them until they do that. But um, <laughs> I was kind of uh lurking on a lot of their artists because basically it's a monthly thing they give you a they give you a prompt a monthly prompt and then you design there it's very specifically character design so they design a character or you design a character and submit it and then they've got all kinds of prizes and stuff but and those would be awesome but also like being part of because it's a really big group i think i don't remember i want to say they're they had like 300 and something thousand people on instagram so 
like being a part of an artistic collective that large, I think would be really, really fun. Yeah. Uh, lurking on their page. One guy, uh, has one person I should say has, um, won several times or at least gotten an honorable mention. Um, and their, their Instagram is jlk.fx and it's Jean-Luc, I believe Jean-Luc Cole. Uh, they're from Paris, France. And their character design is like on point. It's phenomenal. It's all personality, like not, not super over the top complicated or anything like that, but um, would just slide right into a movie. Like you can, you can sense a personality on a lot of these characters. What it's, sort of vibe? Is it like gritty? Is it neon? Is it bright? Is it dark? Yeah. Oh gosh. I'm, I, it's hard to say. It's um, it's not dark. It's definitely uh, like some of it is almost like um, Miyazaki. Okay. Hmm. Um, it's very bright, animated cartoon sort of characters, and some of it slides more into like other other animes and stuff like that. Like a little a little bit darker, a little bit more serious. But I wouldn't say. I'm just looking through his page now, which makes for great visual podcasting. Me like not looking at the camera. But yeah, some of it gets, some of it definitely gets serious. He does some fan art. Here's, here's a dude from one piece. He's got Mulan up there. There's Jack Sparrow. Nice. Yeah. He's a phenomenal, a phenomenal artist. And like hmm. after seeing, cause I, this is me. Okay. I'm joining a contest. So I'm like, has someone won several times? So I look and I'm like, Oh, this guy has, Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. Like, like I get it. Like this guy's a phenomenal, this is a great example of character design. Yeah. Anyway, that's my plug. I think he's awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing his content as it comes up. That's fantastic. My plug this week is exalted funeral. If you haven't visited their website, go visit it right now. Exaltedfuneral.com. You should follow them on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and everything. They are kind of the weird esoteric publishing house of the states. So they're the people that Melsonian Arts Council goes through for distribution here stateside for a lot of their distro. I think Witch Hazel also has some of the Troika stuff as well, but I know the Exalted Funeral is the big one. Um, They do really cool stuff. They have regular really cool sales. They'll do... I've seen them do uh, humble bum, humble bundle stuff occasionally, and everything that I've bought, I've bought a lot of books from them, and every single book I've bought from them has been top quality, like really well done. So I've always been impressed. So yeah, absolutely check out Exalted Funeral for all of your weird esoteric tabletop gaming needs. Other than that, I think we're calling it. I'm exhausted. So... <laughs> We're going to call it quits. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by. You're wonderful. If you can, give the video a like, comment, subscribe. Do those things that, you know, let us interact with you. Uh, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. And hopefully you'll have a fantastic night. Later, nerds.